You're listening to Were You Still Talking? All right. So in the studio today, in the Massive Castle studio, I have Brian. Oh, I knew. I do this every time. How do you pronounce your last name? Heimbach. Heimbach. Yeah. Okay. German. Oh, yeah. Yes. Writer, actor, head of the theater program at Lane Community College. Um, he's done a good deal of work at uh, Oregon uh, Contemporary Theater. He was last seen as Dan in the next in Next to Normal, and it has directed numerous shows, including last season's Hand to God. Actually, that was a couple seasons ago. Now, is that right? Or it was that be, last season? Yeah, no, It'll, yeah, yeah. It was two seasons ago. Um, mm-hmm. He. Um, also, at Lane Community College, um, will direct a rock and roll adaptation of the Aristia. Aristia. Aristia, new and improved. Last summer, he, now this is the amazing thing. Um, you have your own show, How to Be a Sissy, which you were able to go to uh, Enbor Festival mm-hmm. and perform thanks to the Oregon Arts Commission. That that actually is pretty incredible. How was that? Yeah, it was. It was amazing. I mean, it was. It was life changing. I mean, that sounds like a simple way to put it, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, it was incredible. It was Scotland and Edinburgh are just the most beautiful places I've ever seen. So, yeah, oh, awesome. it was a wonderful experience. And had you been there before, or was that your first time? No, there? I, yeah, I had been there before. I took a group of students from a former school okay. to to the festival just for a week, just to see shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I at least was familiar with the chaos, um, but the, the festival itself is five weeks. It's, you know, it's the month of August, okay. and we were only there for one week, so it was obviously a very different experience being there for the whole festival, and I was there alone, and, you know, so I was doing all the PR and performing and everything myself, and it was, I can't say that I'll ever do that again. Uh-huh. Uh, that sounds pretty but, tough. Yeah, like it work. was. It was intense <laughs> and, fu- and fun. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it, it was incredible. It was, um, and the the best thing about it was that was actually my honeymoon. Oh, my, my, sweet. Yeah, my husband and I had gotten married uh, July first. It was actually twenty seventeen, and uh-huh. um, and then so I was in Edinburgh for a month, and then he came over for the last show. And then we drove around the Highlands for two weeks. Oh, okay. So, so he wasn't there while you were no, busking and no, <laughs> doing twenty no. shows a it week. It would have been nice. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but, but well, that's no. not the best honeymoon. <laughs> no, no, no. But the real honeymoon was after when uh-huh. we drove around the Highlands, and it was it was amazing. Uh, Scotland is just beautiful. Yeah, it. Yeah, everything. All those pictures on Highlander or, or Outlander, I should say, Outlander. Are, accurate they're real they they really look like that yeah Yeah, it's beautiful it is just Uh, definitely on my bucket list of places to visit i recommend it highly yeah i would love love to go there Mm -hmm. there's a lot of those on my bucket list yeah um (laughs) so how long have you been the director of theater now at lane community college believe it or not i'm going into my eighth year wow yeah it's i can't believe i've been here that long that's amazing Um, yeah I actually it's can't good. believe you've been here that long, and I haven't run into you. Just yeah, the community. So yeah, small it is here. a small community. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I, the theater program keeps me pretty busy mm-hmm. um, there because I direct uh, one show a year, and um, 
And then when I was moving to town, uh, Craig Willis, the artistic director at OCT, um, he and I had a, have a mutual friend. So I sort of had that connection with him. And then, you know, I started working at OCT and between, you know, directing or being in a show once a year there mm-hmm. and then uh, doing a show once a year at school, that's about all I have time to do. You know? Oh, yeah, that's, I can imagine. Yeah, that's it. That's so, a lot. It is. I mean, it's, I it's, know it's, as an actor, that's a lot because that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's taking on a whole bunch yeah. more. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so that's kept me busy. I mean, I, I get just, I try to see shows around town as much as possible, especially when my students are in them. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, there's just, when you do theater, it's hard to get out to see theater. It's, yeah, that's true, because you're working. It, mm-hmm. I know that's true. Um, and on your days off, sometimes the last thing you want to do is sit in a theater. Is go right? sit in a theater. Yeah. So and it really, it, hard. it seems like we have a lot of good theater in Eugene. There's a lot of it, yeah. yeah. It's There's a lot lot of stuff going on. Um, I mean, shoot, one of my uh, couple, but mainly one of my students just started a brand new theater company. Um, doing, oh, awesome. Yeah, doing... I don't know that to say it's a new theater company is completely accurate, but their their mission is to address um, uh, suicide, to discuss, just just uh-huh. to open a dialogue about suicide, obviously to hopefully prevent it in right. the future, but, you know, to uh, minimize the stigma in discussing it and things. So they're, they just did a show last weekend at the Blue Door. That's, theater that's awesome. Yeah, it's called Curtain Call for All. Yeah. Uh-huh. Find them on Facebook. They're a... They're doing some important stuff. They're still working out their performance aesthetic and um, figuring out exactly what they're going to do. Um, uh-huh. But ultimately, they would, they would like to be going into the schools and um, oh, that would be doing great. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. They got news coverage. I've, I haven't got any news coverage since <laughs> I've been here. You know, they. Well, you were a, in the weekly. Yeah. No, I mean a TV. I mean they were in the TV. I mean they, yeah. The real, oh, the real news. Yeah, the, the well, the news that people might that it might actually get some people to come uh-huh. see your show. Yeah, but that's awesome because that's yeah. a, it's that's a really um, that's an important subject. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's gotten it. I understand why it's so prevalent. I think in the U.S., perhaps um, mm-hmm. people seem to. Most news coverage is hard to watch, and people yeah. seem to watch and ingest a lot of it. Yeah. So it, it's um yeah, that's a tough, mm-hmm. tough to keep away from the darkness sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to know that's, I think that's been one of their challenges is how to use theater and performance, which is usually a very jovial kind of you know celebratory experience to discuss. Uh, a difficult issue, but you know, there's a lot of theater like that, you know, applied theater, that sort of category of theater for social change and personal growth and enhancement is used a lot. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they, where they take it Mm -hmm. and, and how, what avenues that they're able to, um, find and take advantage of. So yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. That sounds very cool. Yeah, absolutely. But that's kind of the thing that, that the theater program at Lane does, you know, because it's this, the Student Production Association is, you know, it's not a traditional academic program mm-hmm. in terms of the production component of it. You know, it's all run by students. So that sort of 
you know, hey, let's put on a show mentality is, is really kind of prevalent there. And it has been since the Student Production Association began, you know, years long before I got there, you know. so Right. That's yeah. that's really awesome, though. Mm-hmm. That's um, a great program to have because, yeah, yeah I know is. a lot of programs are not like that at all. Yeah. You're kind of at the will of the director mm-hmm. or whoever. Yeah. Or the... That, the theater faculty or whatever. Or, right, or whatever it is. I feel like I'm yeah. at their whim. <laughs> it's inverted the equation, you know, but... That's cool, That's though. good, yeah. It's, yeah, what it's, a good way yeah, to learn. That's great, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of the... That's the, the strongest component of our program. You know, you can come there and hit the ground running. You know, you don't have to compete with upperclassmen or even, um, you know, grad students to, to be on stage or to design or whatever. So it's, you know... And we have a supportive audience space. I would really like to grow the audience space. Um, mm-hmm. When it, I felt like, you know, I feel like when I got there, it was kind of operating on a community theater model um, as opposed to an academic program model, you know. That's interesting. Um, yeah, because uh-huh. they were doing... So what's, yeah, what's the know, difference? Well, it the... You know, at least half the people on stage, or at least the impression that I get is that at least about, you know, many, many, many of the people on stage were community members, were not pe- students in the program. Oh, okay. Um, there wasn't a, a, an, a really strong connection between coursework and production. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've tried to strengthen that simply because, not because I wanted to minimize any element of that, but because... Um, it was. It's important to make the theater program viable, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because if yeah. the theater program doesn't exist, then spot doesn't exist. You know. So, I've I've really tried to strengthen the relationship between coursework and, and production. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always advocating for, you know, current students to be cast in shows. You know, even though, yeah, maybe they're not the strongest actor at the moment, um, but. Um, but at the same time, I w- but I I feel like you know everything goes on a pendulum. I feel like we've kind of swung sure. swung heavily in that direction, uh-huh. and I would like to come back to being um, an organization that is a little bit more, you know, in touch with or symbiotic relationship with the community, um, having more community actors in our shows. Because um, I'm still getting emails from people or Facebook posts saying, "Oh, I didn't know you let community people audition for your shows." And that just makes my jaw drop because that's always been the case. You uh-huh. know, it, there's never uh-huh. been a time when that was not the case. Right. And my only, I can only think that they're comparing us, you know, to like uh, four-year schools that that don't allow community members in their shows. Uh huh. Like it. I'm pretty darn that's sure. That, yeah, I'm pretty darn sure that U of O, you have to be a U of O student to be in their show. Uh, but obviously, they hire in people. You know, they hire in professionals. Right. When they, you know, if they're doing King Lear, I doubt they're going to cast a 20-year-old, but um, I think I've seen one audition uh, in my 18 years uh, of being back in Eugene for the U of O program. Yeah, yeah. that so, was open to that was open to anyone. Public. Yeah, and they were probably looking for older actors. Uh, they assuming. probably were. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, that's that's the way their program operates, you know, and that's the model that works for them, and, and that's the most common model among academic theater programs. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's. It's. I would venture to guess that probably community colleges are, are, are going to be a lot more open to casting community members. I mean, it's in the name of the school, you know. It's a, well, right. It's a community <laughs> right. organization. Um, but, yeah, it, we do work with the community 
extensively with guest artists. You know, we're even though Spa is a student-run organization, um, you know, we still hire in professional directors, and, and um, <laughs> when we have the money, you know, we hire in professional designers and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, um, yeah, we, we do. And I'm always using guest artists from the communities to to help co-teach my classes and um so yeah so it's there it's just that (laughs) selfishly you know i kind of think if we had more community members in the shows we might have more butts and seats um because you know at the risk of sort of putting some negativity out there in the ether um attendance at our shows is really lame you know we don't get nearly the audience that i think we should Uh uh-huh um but PR is a full-time job, um, so yeah. and that you know that's tough, um, right? But it is, and it's, and I don't know that if we put tons of money and time and effort into marketing, it would really make that much of a difference. You know, places like VLT and OCT or whatever, they have huge subscription bases that um, their audience members know what they're getting. You know, from right. year to year, and, right? We're a two-year school, you know, ostensibly every two years, it's a, every year it feels like we have a brand new group of students around running things. Um, and our mission is is highly directed towards education, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm not going to, I would, I'm, you know, I'm not selling anything to anybody that, that would be inaccurate, you know, our production values and our, our you know, they're not going to be like they're going to be at OCT because... You know, we have some people who are on stage for the first time. Right, um, right. But um, but still, it, it would be nice if there was a little more community involvement. But I guarantee you, every theater company in the world says that. Um, Probably thinks so. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And I do, yeah. And I do think it may, it makes a difference who's in the show. Oh, know, definitely. How big, how many friends yeah. they have. Yeah. And, and well, Tara Wybrew, who's, well, I can't keep track of her titles. She's works at Oregon Contemporary Theater. I think associate producer is her new title, but she's kind of like, you know, second in command at OCT. Mm-hmm. And when she directs a show, it there's a marked difference in attendance because people are coming out to support her, you know? Right, um, right. And that's great. I mean, that's community. Uh, theater is a, a, a social thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. But um, yeah, you're right. It would It would be the same thing if we had, you know, a big name in town in one of our shows, there would be a lot of people come out to see them. But yeah, but the theater community is small and Eugene is small. Um, so it's just hard to cultivate that, you know, consistency in audience member from year to year or even from show to show. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, so as far as that goes, I wanted to just touch on, I always touch on social media a little bit with my mm-hmm. guests. Yeah. Um, you have a, Pretty big um, social media. What is it? Um, Let's just say I'm bored a lot. And is that what I, I post a lot of crap. Yeah. Well, you post a lot. You have a lot of friends. Yeah. Uh, you I, have, yeah, a, and you have another a second site for your show. Is that something yeah. you've just done over the years, or yeah? Like, how's it? Well, you just how's it get a, that? I and it's funny because most people. Um, I, I hope this doesn't offend you or anything, but mm-hmm. most people I see with that many uh, people, uh, with that big of a following, are, are mm. much younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, sure, it's impressive. Well, um, I I like to travel, you know. So when I go somewhere, I you know meet people and friend them, and that's a good way to sort of keep track of people. Um, the 
the Facebook page for how to be a sissy uh, was just uh, that only came about when I was going to Edinburgh, and it oh, was all okay. just marketing. Mm-hmm. The only reason I have a Facebook, uh, an Instagram account, is for uh, marketing for how to be a sissy, you know. And I have a Twitter account for that, but I don't use it that much because Twitter's not. Uh, I used it a great deal in Edinburgh. Um, but Twitter is massive in the UK. Um, it's, oh, it's, it's not nearly as big as it is here. Was, yeah. It's here. It's not nearly as here big as it is a... in the, no. Yeah, oh, in that's the UK, wild. it is the bomb. It, yeah. Uh-huh. Every day. And even here in the U S it's a lot more common. It's a lot more frequently used by, um, in the entertainment industry. Um, so, so yeah, so that's where that came from. I don't know that I've even logged on to Twitter since I've been back from Edinburgh. But, um, yeah, all the social media stuff, uh, I've got big into it with, in promoting how to be a sissy in Edinburgh. Um, and it sort of just stayed that way. Um, and then, you know, like my husband and I just spent, uh, five weeks in San Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. and so we met a lot of people and, you know, the first question when, once you realize you might kind of want to talk to them after tonight, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you see if they're on Facebook and you friend them that way. And my husband is uh, uh, really good looking <laughs> and um, has a massive beard. And most gay men have this major fetish for big beards. Um, oh, I see. It's so, a, so it's yeah. just a common thing yeah. with gay men. It, yeah. Okay. I thought well, it was it's something way, that you came up well, with. Well, no. <laughs> no. Um, a lot of gay men do a lot of traveling around to sort of gay events or whatever. And when you're there, you meet people and you friend them on Facebook and Instagram or whatever. Um, so yeah, I imagine I probably have like a hundred new friends because I was in San Francisco for five weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's a good way to keep track of people. I'm not technologically oriented myself. Um, I usually fly into a a big purple fit whenever I have to do anything that has to do with technology, I despise it. I, I resent the fact that you need a degree in computer programming to be a citizen. Um, but oh, right. Oh, I agree with that. Even yeah. though I'm a techie. Yeah. I think my, I think your mic is falling. Oh, I can't get it. There we go. You're not getting short. I need to tighten this, I believe. Uh Oh, I don't know which one. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. There. Cool. I know how to do it. Yep. Yeah. Fun techie stuff, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I can handle that. That doesn't require a degree <laughs> yeah. to tighten a mic stand. That's true. Yeah. Well, I would. <laughs> I'm not so sure about well, that's that. True. Sometimes. Probably. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Worked with a lot of musicians. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah. But yeah. N- no, the uh, the whole social media thing just sort of it sort of grew and grew and grew, and it is getting easier to use. The the better the programs are and the better phones get, you know, and right. Um, so yeah, so it's just, it's a huge sucker of time though. It's a huge sucker of time, which is why I always appreciate it when I see someone like yourself using it mm, in mm-hmm. a more positive way. It, yeah. it seems like almost everything you post is, is positive stuff and yeah. you know, you're yeah. promoting, mm-hmm. um, things that need, well, that, need to be promoted or yeah. that, that's nice. Yeah, and I so I, I like it. that's uh mostly I like my, to see that. Mostly my dog. Mostly I your dog. my dog. Wilson. <laughs> your dog and your husband. My dog and, is yeah. You know, mm. 
yeah. things. Just because I don't and like just I don't gorgeous like, areas. I don't like pictures of myself, so I put pictures of my dog all the time. <laughs> kind of, there's, a, there's a lot more pictures of my cat yep. on social media than my uh, than yes. myself. I, I, um, the way it if works. my dog was still around when I got on social media, mm-hmm. she would have got all the attention. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and with filters, and I love filters, so it's nice to take a picture and then make it look awesome. Like, wow, look what I did, you know. But right, yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun to play around with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But mostly, it just comes from moving around a lot and, and traveling a lot, and that way you can keep in touch with people that you met that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's true. So that's fun. That that part is, I think, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear a lot of sort of negativity around social media stuff, and I always think, yeah. well, use it. In a different way, and yeah. maybe it won't be negative. I also don't like the hyper-positive stuff, like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know. I do know. <laughs> you are great today, you know. Yeah. I have a few yeah, friends, that inspirational well. stuff. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, okay, fine. Mm. But Yeah, yeah. My, my inspirational stuff is someone in a uh, horse costume on a trampoline. <laughs> 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 uh, that's inspired. Yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for the <laughs> stupid, funny ones. Yeah, that, that's always that's good stuff. And that one kind of blew me away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or the dogs running around in other animal costumes. Yeah, you know, dressed mm-hmm. as a different animal. There's been a couple mm-hmm. of them that were just hilarious. Yeah. Um, so acting, directing, writing. You're you actually have a doctorate in is it in mm-hmm. really in all three, right? Well, I mean, uh, your doctorate is in theater. Yeah, it's yeah. It really a a doctorate in theater is a more geared towards literary um, research and criticism and that kind of stuff. But I I went to the University of Georgia and I sort of the joke, probably not really a joke, is that I did my best to turn my PhD into an MFA because I <laughs> I was I, see. I was able to direct twice for course credit, which there are some PhD programs when you look at the the program description, they explicitly say you cannot do anything practical while you're in this program. You know? So oh, wild. Yeah. It's all it's all research. Critic it's and all crit- theory, uh-huh. critique, history, theory. theory, and lit. You know. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. And I wanted that. You know, I, I uh-huh. wanted that part of it. But at the same time, you know, that's not all I wanted, you know. The joke, I have a lot of jokes about my PhD program, <laughs> is that I got a, a doctorate so I wouldn't be a dumb director, you know, not because, and I, you know, and I've ended up in the community college system, which is, it's, I've found is, is perfect for me, mm-hmm. um, but most people in PhD programs, probably their goal is to end up teaching history, criticism, or theory at, you know, a huge state-supported University, you know, college university, because uh-huh. that's who's doing most of the hiring of PhDs. Um, but yeah, I was I was lucky. My PhD was very practical. I went to um, at the time University of Georgia did have a playwriting program, so I got to work with playwrights, which became well. Actually, that kind of started in my master's. I got my master's in Las Vegas, um, and I went there because they had. And still do. Uh, they had an MFA playwriting program, but they did not have an MFA directing program. Okay. So I knew there'd be a lot of playwrights around looking for directors. Um, oh, okay. And that's what I wanted to do. I uh-huh. wanted to direct new plays and new works, or at least 
now, oh, interesting. 20 plus years after I went to UNLV, that's what I tell myself about why. That's a, <laughs> I tell myself that's why I went there. You know, that was my evil plan, but, you know. Well, from what I've been um, hearing lately, we hmm. don't really know what happened 20 years ago because of the way our brain works. But, oh, well, well, I, I, that's I, a whole I, different I, thing. I, I would agree with that. But anyway, so yeah, the PhD was uh, very, you know, critically based. You know, I had to write a dissertation and all that stuff. But um, I was very lucky that I got to do a lot of practical stuff mm-hmm. while I was getting my PhD. So directing is really, that's your passion. It's that's... my biggest thing. It's what mm-hmm. I do most frequently. Um, I am finding that I really want to act more. Um yeah, I, I do. I enjoy directing. Uh, I, I love directing. Um, but it, it, I especially love directing in places like OCT when I don't also have to produce. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Yeah. That, well, that makes sense. Yeah. If you're able to concentrate on one job, it's a whole mm-hmm. lot easier. That Yeah. yeah. The uh, acting, directing has always blown my mind. Um, that, you mean at the same time? Yeah, Someone at the same time. That's not doing that acting and directing. I understand, but acting, you're directing yourself, and then um, being in a play or any production. That's insane. Yeah, it's insane. That just seems. Like, there have whoa, been directors. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There have been directors who, you know, contacted me, wanted to direct a show at, at Lane, and also wanted to be in it. I was like, nope, mm-hmm. you can't. It doesn't happen. It it does not happen. You know, right. not right. not just to mention Tech Week. How the hell are you going to do Tech Week if you're, uh, you know, you can't direct during Tech Week? If oh, that's a show. really good point. Yeah. Even if you have two yeah. lines in the middle of the final scene, you cannot direct during Tech Week. So right. Right. It's, it's, it's crazy. Film's different, but only a little though. Um, <laughs> well, least, yeah. no, it's a lot different mm-hmm. because whoever is there, there's someone else there to do the directing job when you're acting, really. Mm-hmm. And you can watch yourself. You can right. You Watch can see what you're doing. And someone else is doing Tech Week. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you're not the yeah. Whole, well, sometimes. I actually mm-hmm. know uh, Paul Bright does it all himself. So oh. that surprises that's, me. That's um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I just don't want to work that hard, basically. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. there's nothing that's worth that much work. Yeah. Well, wow. I think the same yeah. thing. I have uh, dreams of directing one day, but uh, I like acting as well. Yeah. And I yeah. don't want to do both. Well, the older I get, the more. The more I do want to act, mm-hmm. um, and most of that is just because I'm teaching so much. Uh, when before I came here, I taught in South Carolina, and I was teaching. Uh, I was only teaching two acting classes a term, and here, that's ninety percent of what I teach. So, I'm just finding, as I teach more acting, I I feel the need and the desire to do it more of it myself. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. And, Be- yeah. Yeah. Sort of, because obviously acting makes me a better acting teacher. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. I think it goes both ways. Yes. Teaching makes you a better actor. Yeah. hmm Yeah. But. Um, Anytime you're breaking down the craft, you, mm-hmm. I think it makes you better at it. Yeah. I know a lot mm-hmm. of actors don't think that, but mm-hmm. maybe they're not that good. <laughs> well, or they're not well, willing the, to put the effort in. You know, yeah, they're or, not or willing. Or they're doing or it they're, for different reasons. People have different methods. Because, yeah. you know, I've been in plays where there's literally four people in the play. They're all, their way to get there is all completely different. And somehow mm-hmm. it, it still works. It, yeah. You know, still get there. 
Well, that that does take a strong director. To, yeah, it's to true. Get you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thankfully, we had one. Um, That's good. Yeah. Oh, you somewhere I saw that you're a fan of the boys. Is that true? I liked it on Facebook. I've seen half of an episode. Oh, I haven't oh, watched it yet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I just I probably I ask you something about did that, that particular no, show. No, don't ask me anything about that. Um, okay. I really liked the half an episode that I saw, but uh, I probably liked it on social media to remind myself to watch it. Oh, I do that there's sometime, like sure. a ton of stuff that I'm like I had been meaning to binge Fleabag all summer, but I mm-hmm. just haven't gotten around to it yet. But yeah. Someone told me about the the boys um, someone I don't normally trust, maybe hmm. workmate, and so I thought, well, let me give it a try because I really like the the lead bad guy, good guy, mm-hmm. one of the leads, uh, and so I thought I'll give it a shot, and I was just I was completely blown away, hmm. completely yeah. blown away by the concept, mm-hmm. by the production, by the acting, yeah. um, by the right, it just really blown away. But yeah, yeah I was going to ask you about this guy's accent, but since you didn't watch it yet, no, you wouldn't know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was going to segue into, <laughs> did you... Uh, <laughs> so I foiled your whole you foiled. plot by being such a poser. <laughs> That's always, yeah. always a good thing, though. <laughs> Unplanned is always better in this situation. Okay, um, good. Uh, there you go. Did you do anything to... Um, did you ever have an accent? Living in Georgia, did you ever have to do anything to still undo do. it? Yeah, because it doesn't seem like you have much of one. Yeah, it no. As compared to the people I grew up with, no, I uh-huh. don't. Um, I don't really know. My my father is was was from New Jersey, but my parents divorced when I was three, so it's not like he influenced me. <laughs> Unless ninety percent of your sort of linguistic ability is synced before you're three. Um, but yeah, my I I grew up around people with really really thick accents. But mm-hmm. I maybe it is some of the acting, you know, because my undergrad was all in performance based theater. You know, right. I was I was going to be a musical theater star. But um, no, I just it, nobody in my family really has all that thick of an accent, even though we all grew up. In South Carolina, you know, that's I mean, interesting. So yeah. it's just your part, or get part me, of it's your family. Probably. Get me, get me drunk, up. or get me on the phone to my mother, and it comes out. It'll come back, you know, and you know, I can pull it out at the drop of a hat. But it, I don't know. It, it's odd. It's I would love to say it was all my awesome training that you know erased it, but not really. Um, I I have had acting teachers, you know, telling me that I needed to uh, minimize my accent and. Or and or, you know, record myself before I get rid of it, with the implication being that I needed to get rid of it, you know. But um, no, interesting. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's never really been that big of a thing. And I only um, ask because I've met a few, quite a few actors who went, you know, actually went to uh, an acting teacher to or a coach. To yeah, try and work on not having an accent. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, that it's just one of the things i do think i obviously i hear it more and more when i'm out of the south um mm-hmm. and i'm i'm very aware of it just like just a couple minutes ago i said something and i was like Ooh, that was southern but um uh, no i don't know it, yeah. It, yeah i don't notice much of a uh, just maybe a hint but yeah not not much at all and that's 
Um, that's pretty south. South Carolina. South Carolina is pretty south. <laughs> pretty south. It's not. Well, I grew up it's, in Spartanburg, South Carolina, which is mm-hmm. one of the bigger towns. So, you know, it's not like I was in Campobello or, you know, some really podunk place or, or Gaffney, God help us. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's, it's a quandary, but I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it because I don't want to. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, great. There are actually deal. times I wish it was thicker. Is it just to, you know, because I don't have to not have an accent because I'm not a professional actor, you know? Right. Just, well, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a couple of times in my solo show where I, I just really whip it out just for effect. And that, that's really fun. But Oh, okay. Yeah. And how are you? So you're still doing that show? If anybody asks me to, I will. (laughs) (laughs) It's where are we? How long ago is? I did it as a benefit for spa Mm -hmm. last year. Um, A friend of mine, a producer friend of mine in Seattle, is trying to get me a venue and a date sometime in the fall. Probably be winter. yeah, so it, it's still there. It, you know, Percy rears his head about, you know, once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. And that's all I ever really intended. Right. I wrote it to try to, and maybe I should keep working on this, but I wrote it to give myself a New York performance credit. <laughs> because. Interesting. If you, don't live, that... if you don't live in New York, I mean, how the heck are you going to get any New York credits on your resume? Right, yeah. right. Um and I could, if if I really took the time to pursue that, I, I could, because there are solo festivals and there are places that, you know, that focus on solo work and, and queer work that could I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just haven't spent the time to do it. Um, and I also wrote it to try to travel and help offset the expense of travel, you know. Right. Well, okay. doing That's cool. Doing a solo show is not going to pay for me, me and my husband to take a trip to Australia, you know, uh-huh. but... If I make, you know, a couple hundred while I'm there, you know, that's, that's worth it, you know, and it, and when you do travel, it just gives you a way to, um, to, to interact with people in a more heightened way, you know, you get um, sure. other theater sure. people too, and you right. know, so stuff, yeah. I met some awesome people in Edinburgh, and, um, yeah, so that was the thing. You know, the goal was never to, you know, conquer the world and make myself a star or anything. It was just, uh. It was really quite cathartic writing it, and it's um, writing it and performing it, especially performing it in Edinburgh where I did it, you know, every day for 26 days. Um, it was a very cathartic experience, you know. It's, I, a big topic is um, about overcoming bullying, and so it was a very, it was, it was a, a a lot of personal growth, have for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good, yeah. Um, it's actually probably more the kind of show that, would be more effective for like youth groups, um, like queer youth groups, you know, like the, although I really hate the slogan, the, the whole, it gets better campaign, you know, that was, uh, it's, I guess it's kind of died cause I haven't seen much of it lately, but it put out for queer kids, you know, about, yeah, you might be bullied now and all that kind of stuff, but it gets better. You know, that there's a whole hashtag thing, which Huh. It really sucks. Uh-huh. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, suck it up, Buttercup. You know, your life yeah, sucks now, but it, uh, it's going to get better. Yeah, that's like, terrible. Yeah, it's just put up with it as opposed to, 
let's the fuckheads who are doing the bullying need to right. change. You know? As opposed to let's yeah. move ahead and yeah. not be such monkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, the whole fact that that's still a, um, just still an issue at all still blows yeah. my mind. I mean, you know, yeah. this was something my parents were working on. This is something we thought we had a good grasp yeah. on 30 years ago. Well, and it, it seems still, I mean, I think it has gotten somewhat better. You would know better. It would than have I, to. I would think so. My God, yeah. It, it, yeah. The, it shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> no, I don't think <laughs> to me, it is. I don't think it should. I mean, be I hear issue. my, you know, my nephew when he was in junior high school was talking about in South Carolina, talking about friends of his that were out, you know, like in junior high school. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, things definitely have gotten better. Um, yeah, but yeah, because that was, you know, when I was in junior high school, the, I didn't know of that. At yeah. all. And it's obviously... I didn't either. And I was one, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> obviously, they were there. Yeah. Because they, mm-hmm. they didn't just pop out because yeah. it's, 19, it's 2019. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think things are better. But, you know, two step forward, three, three steps back, as we've seen with... Everything. The election of our president. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That just put a pall on the conversation. <laughs> Trump rears his ugly head, and everybody has to <laughs> pause, suppress. silence. Yeah. That's one of my. That's my only rule on this podcast, which is not a. Uh, my rules don't have to be followed, but I just mm-hmm. steer away from politics uh, only because I'm so wise. far to one side. Yeah, like so many of us are, mm-hmm. and so why you know. You can listen to plenty of people on other mm-hmm. podcasts and TV talking about yep. what I would say. That's a good rule. I would just go into a rant. Yep. Who wants to hear more of that? I, yeah. Sounds good to me. I'll yep. rant all mm-hmm. day long about whatever we're talking about. Could yep. be politics. <laughs> so, have you been on a podcast before? Yes. You have? I did in, in Edinburgh. In Edinburgh. Cool. Yeah. There are lots of podcasts. That was one of the things that was kind of a funny little quirky surprise about that there's a lot of edinburgh is for those of you who don't know and it would not take a second to realize this when she went onto the website to buy tickets for a show with the fringe festival it's largely stand-up comedy it's, oh interesting i would say okay. it's three-quarter stand-up comedy mostly people from wow. london okay comedians from london coming up to promote their careers is largely what it is. Oh, okay. And it's interesting. Also, the main purpose of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe is to sell liquor to British people. It's actually, <laughs> that is what they do. Of course, probably... I, I think that's, well, that's the purpose of most festivals uh, in America, but it's to sell liquor to American but, people. Well, <laughs> n- no. In Edinburgh, it is all about... They sell liquor... Everywhere, beer and yeah, and nobody could drink like Brits. I'm sorry, it's you know. Wow, we Oregonians love our IPAs, but no, but we're not real drinkers. It's, yeah, no, I know that, not at all. Sure, no. but anyway, so what was I saying about something? It was about Edinburgh Politics and podcasts. Edinburgh. Podcasts, podcasts, yeah, podcasts in Edinburgh. So, so since there are all these stand-up comedians, and because. It, Putting together podcasts is very portable, or it can be. It should be. This There's is not just, a good example. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean your setup here is like far more extensive than most people yeah. would have there. Their their big deal is trying to find yeah. a quiet room. You know, right? 
But which isn't even necessary. I'm finding. I, um, I mean, it's cool. hel- it helps. Yeah. But if you're right. in a quiet room, or if you're in a louder space, and you say we're podcasting at the festival in Edinburgh, yeah, you, just, you do. You yeah. helped it. It does. It does. Yeah, it does do that. Um, but anyway, so I was on one there. Um, a comedian. She was actually doing a solo show. Mm-hmm. Did uh, I don't know? It was always her talk. Oh, she is a. Uh, what's the word you would call her? She is in a poly relationship, which means that poly relationship. There are a polyamorous relationship. Uh She, I've heard of that. She has what it means. It multiple more than two people in the relationship. So okay, uh, marriage or a partnership, but not marriage because it's not legal anywhere. But uh, uh, a a partnership between more than two people. Mm-hmm. So her mm-hmm. podcast was about poly relationships. Yeah. And yeah, so she, I just did it to promote my show. <laughs> so <laughs> well, she why? was, of course. <laughs> yeah, she posted a thing on her Facebook page about wanting people to come chat about their relationships. So I did. Yeah, I went and just talked about my recent marriage mm-hmm. and, um, how it was sort of like the cool thing for gay couples to have babies these days and how I was not having babies. And so, yeah, so I did that one. Yeah, this is only my second one. Cool. Darn, I was hoping it was first, not that it matters. Well, Um, it might be the first one that ever sees the light of day because she said to me she was going to send me links to it and she never did. And I went on her website and I never saw it, so... Oh, well, I will send you a link, and it will see the light of day. Okay. And as This is my... Seven- so just edit all that out and just say, yes, this is my first <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for coming on my podcast for your first ever podcast. Yay. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of... Um, I've been very encouraged lately, not only because my friends are very encouraging, but... Um, I've made it to episode 17. Oh, cool. I've, yeah, which is great. But I've heard that there are thousands, not just dozens or a few, there are thousands of podcasts um, that never make it past 10. Oh. And that barely I'm, get a download. surprise me. Yeah, it really surprised me. It surprised the heck out of me. But it's yeah. still very new. I mean, I'd only heard about it because of, of Shit Town. Otherwise, I would mm-hmm. never have heard of it. Yeah. And then... Well, I had some um, some dark days myself because of different things I was going through. Yeah. So I was listening to podcasts, and they someone on a podcast said, "Oh, anyone can do this." And I went, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. let's find out." Yeah. So yeah, this equipment is uh, it's ridiculous. It's for micing drums and bands. I mean, this is a sixteen input board. Now it is oh. portable <laughs> because with this. Piece of this device here, which can bolt into a nice rack case, mm-hmm. and the laptop, and a couple of mics, I could go anywhere. Um, but you can also get a yeah. device like this big that'll have two inputs on it and that could go anywhere. Yeah, so that's it what it doesn't I, take much. That's what yeah. I did before. Yeah, yeah. Just and that's what I encourage. I started out trying to tell people about podcasting. This is my little podcast tech of the day. Uh, I started out telling people how easy it was. Anyone can do it. You don't need all this equipment, blah, blah, blah. Now that I've heard a lot of podcasts, um, I kind of am backpedaling and saying, at least get mm. some nice mics. Yeah. <laughs> Spend a minute and learn a little bit about EQing 
and you'll have a much better sounding podcast. There's a uh, podcast wow. that I really like. I won't name it, but um, it's because it's it's a very specific topic. It's about creating new theater, and I mm-hmm. just it's a topic that I love. But I just yesterday decided I wasn't going to listen to it anymore because the sound quality was so bad. And I have that problem with like what was once what was one of the biggest um, uh, podcasts on iTunes for a little while. Um, Tim Ferriss, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but mm-hmm. he wrote a couple books, and and mm. so he's been doing podcasting a, a while. Mm. Um, but he'll grab a handheld mic and give his guest a handheld mic, and, and not even think about mm. making it decent. So yeah, sometimes I have a hard just, time getting through it. It's yeah. like, oh man, yep, oh boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spend a minute, but yeah. you're going to sound great. Awesome, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Tell you that. that much I know. Sweet. It, um, so how to how to be a sissy is like is that a life story of yourself? Is that it, yeah. like combine people? It's so it started as a ten minute play. <laughs> wow! It actually started as um, I was involved with a group of writers in South Carolina, and our task was kind of was to come up with ten minute plays to read at. Um, to make a long story short, is to 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 be read for the public as part of another show. Okay. So, um, I had two separate ideas. I was like, I have these autobiographical monologues that I would like to string together as a show, but I also have this alter ego named Percy Q. Shun. Percy, middle name Q, last name Shun. Um who wants to teach people how to be fabulous. So, um, so I was meeting with these writers. I would write a little bit of those each from, from each of those concepts, each of those characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, man, I just don't know which one I want to do. And then one of the writers was just like, well, why can't you do them both? And uh, as silly and simple as that was, I was like, duh. Um, <laughs> So what it then became was um, I picked three specific moments from my, I started to say early childhood, I guess it wasn't that early, from uh, fifth, from like three through fifth grade, and ninth grade, actually ninth grade. And um, I was like, these are the important elements. These these are the three stories I want to tell about my life. And then... um, Percy's first lesson was always about how to do hair. Um, and then I realized that piggybacked well with the story of how I used to do my sister's hair. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so Percy has four lessons, and Brian comes out and has three monologues. And so Percy's lessons piggyback with Brian's autobiographical stories. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You hear that, Seattle? Sign him up. Yeah, really. <laughs> Do it. Pay me a lot. You know, pay, pay my airfare. Yeah, yeah. Um, Free travel. It's not much. In Seattle. <laughs> no, a big deal. I'll drive. Just pay for my, <laughs> pay for a nice hotel room. Um, but yeah, I'm really surprised at how it happened. It took me like four years to write it because I was only doing it in the summer and mm-hmm. by fits and starts. Um, a good friend of mine. Um, 
Elizabeth Whitney is her name. She's a New York City-based performance artist and educator. Um, she and I actually went to Florida State together, um, and she's she kicks ass with a you know, with the solo performance stuff. And so I got her to help me with it. Um, she gave me some feedback and stuff, just simple things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was a big influence. That that first writers group. Even after I left South Carolina, I would go back there and visit because that's where my family is. Um, I would read them, you know, drafts of it and get feedback. Um, so that was, yeah. So it was a very nurturing kind of experience uh, to write it. And um, and the response I get when I do it is really overwhelming. It's like, I just, the one memorable time was in, um, oh God, Placerville, California. Um, mm-hmm. Just outside of Sacramento, a very conservative place. I've heard of it. I swear I've heard of yeah. it. It's yeah, it's called Hangtown. Uh-huh. It's like their logo for the city is a guy hanging from a tree. It's just oh, yeah, it's crazy. Nice. Yeah, yeah, not really, but no. <laughs> kind of is. Um, yeah, interesting. Just yeah, look them up. You'd be okay. surprised. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's this guy there, Gavin Sellers. I'm sure that's his name. Um, he runs. It's called the Apple Core Fringe, and if they're still going, they did anyway. It was uh, it was last year, I think. Anyway, so extremely conservative place. Um, it was, and the the response that I got from the audience just brought me to tears because they were so supportive and so. But you know, a part of me thinks that you can only have that kind of response in a place that is so conservative. You know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Where, Interesting, you know, because it's so new to them, maybe? Or? I guess, like, because because they can, because a lot of, of it is about being oppressed and overcoming mm-hmm. oppression and bulliness and racism and, you know, all that stuff. Um, so I think it, when you, when I'm performing for people who have that direct experience in their daily life, they can appreciate it at a deeper level, you know? If I were to do it, oh, I see what you mean. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I were to do it in the middle of the Castro, you know, in San Francisco, sure, a lot of men, especially the ones that are my age that grew up with that, would identify with that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I overcame this too, right. but not, hey, I'm living this on a daily basis. Right. You know, big difference, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. big difference. So that was, yeah, yeah, that was very rewarding. Yeah, it was that was amazing, amazing experience. And then, and it was compounded by the fact that I was. Afterwards, it was a very busy day. I did like three or four shows in two days. Wow. And after that, I just I just wanted to go sit alone and have a beer somewhere. So I went into this bar, and there was a... It was right when the Kaepernick, Kaepernick scandal thing, you know, the guy kneeling. Oh, uh, Kaepernick. D- Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Kaepernick, yeah. Yeah. I don't do sports. Yeah, apparently um, not. I'm, I'm a fan, <laughs> especially after he did that. Yeah. But anyway, it was right in the height of all that hubbub, Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting at this bar. weren't very many people there. It was a biker bar, um, I think, and this girl sitting next to me, you know, called him a big fag for not standing for the flag, and I was like, oh my God, I was just reminded where I am. Shit. Yeah, so I I left. But, and that, I mean, at that because I was kind of emotionally heightened at the moment, I was that really kicked me in the gut. Mm-hmm. But it made me realize that 
you know, a couple hours later, I was like, that actually heightened this whole experience. It just made me realize how amazing it was that I got all the support Two sold out three, at least three sold out shows. Um, some people coming back to see it twice. Um, right. It just made me realize how, how amazing that experience was considering where I was, where you, you were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Yeah. It was that intense. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite parts of the story is that it took you four years to write. <laughs> and because yeah. I just meet so many people um, who write, you know, in a couple of months or a couple mm. of weeks, they'll bang something out. And yeah, I kind of yeah. hate them. I can't. I, it's great that you stuck with it and, you know, that yeah, it was a good experience. That is kind of really. a, that it, is it's nice. Kind of amazing that I did stick with it that long. Yeah. Um, but it was never something that I had like this hard and fast timeline for myself. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of doing it for myself. And, and when I think about writing another one now, I'm like, God, where will, will I ever find the time? So it, Right. Even though I have three months off every year, you know, I'm like... <laughs> three months off to travel. such a hard and, and, life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing how busy uh, any time off becomes, though. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I have a, a week off coming up, and I've had uh, four offers to do stuff that week, which happens every time I want to take a week off. Yeah. Uh, luckily, there were things I could turn down, but it was mm. just like, as soon as I... I'm going to go away for a week, take a week off. Yeah. Uh, hashtag guard dog security, can't touch this place. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it always happens. I, so I know when even when it seems like you have time off, sometimes yeah. it doesn't work out that mm -hmm. way. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Or either, yeah, you, you, you do it to yourself. You know, you say, I have all these projects and things I'm going to do. But you don't. That too. Yeah. That too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I am going to wrap this up now because we're probably just about hot enough. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get a little hotter. It is a little bit. It's the we picked the hottest day here in the inskirts of Eugene in the mm -hmm. little castle to do a podcast. So uh, it, I hope this funny. is the hottest day. I hope well, it doesn't get any worse. Nah, it won't. Well, maybe it will, but it's not going to be hot for the next week. At least not this hot, from That's what I can see in my. Crystal weather weather ball, mm -hmm. which of course is never correct in Eugene yeah. or anywhere because weather yeah. changes so fast now. Mm -hmm. All right, well, thanks, hey. thanks so much for coming yeah. on. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was it was really nice, really nice to have you. Uh, I've been talking to Brian. Damn it, I I own Hambach, Heimbach, little like Albrecht, yeah. and we have been talking, acting, writing, directing traveling, all these different things. I'm Joel Albrecht, and this is... Were you still talking? So I will be back very soon, I hope, and be good to each other.